Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brant Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Welcome to the islands. What the hell is that? <laughs> George wow. Michael, dude. Come on. Oh, I, gee, how did I not know what George Michael sounded like? I love George Michael. You really? Yeah, and then, well, he just passed away. It was three years ago on Christmas Day, and then it, what's mm. weird is that his oh, really? sister supposedly died of the same condition the exact same day on Christmas Day three years later. Oh, God, yeah, that's she, not good oh. for the family now, is it? Yeah, she just passed away this last Christmas. What was her name? Oh, God, I can't remember his sister's name. Let me look it up. But, yeah, I suppose... Lauren Michael? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, like, her... They had... He died... Well, the coroner said he died of a heart condition. Um, some defect or something. Now, they, they said mm-hmm. that she passed away from the same thing on the same day. It's weird. Her name's Melanie. Melanie. Melanie Michael. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, it's sad to hear it. She must not have been very old either. You don't want to be, first of all, people croaking at such a young age is not good in any way, shape, or form. Then, you know, the holiday, and unless, of course, they were like, yeah. they could have been Muslims. I don't know. Hey, hey Tom. Yes, sir. When you and I are in our 90s, do you think we'll be saying the same thing about people that are like 88 that die? Oh, he was so young. <laughs> he was so young to be perishing. Yes. Well, I, I talk about it once in a while. My mother, right up in the... My mother died at 87, almost 88 years old, and she referred to her friends as those kids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she did. You know, I was talking to those kids yesterday, and they told me. I'm like, okay, Mom. Yeah, and when she went into uh, a nursing home, she said, everybody here is so old. Yeah, it's I'm like, like you're... Yeah, my great uncle who made it to 101, he was a short little English guy named after him, actually. He was in an old folks' home and he goes, Who was a hole? Dougie, this is a lovely place. People are dying to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Dying to get out of here. He's working the deal, man. That's funny. Uh, God, this is unbelievable. Uh, Do you think Minneapolis. Did you call me an a hole? I'm sorry, I had to back no, the tape I up. No, I said, I heard that was your name. I'm just, <laughs> okay. I, I just going on Here with something I had heard. Two weeks off, hey, and you yeah. just start right away. I get it. Mm-hmm. Pun beaten on Doug Sprinthal. Now we're talking, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do you think the cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul will, will soon realize that all of their ideas about taxation and hourly wages is destroying businesses in their two cities? 
You think they'll ever realize that? You know, I, I've been following that a little bit more closely, and here's my question. Mm-hmm. So they yes. are raising the minimum wage, but from mm-hmm. what I understand, the $15 an hour is, grad, is, is being gradually phased in. It doesn't hit for, I think, 2023 or something like that. 22, I think. But it is. I'm wondering okay. if it's the how fast the rents are going up for a lot of these people. It's having. I I, yep. I I don't want to blame it just on one or the other, but I think we've got kind of more than one thing going on here. Oh, I think you're absolutely right about that. That there, there are charges for businesses, whether it's higher rent, higher taxes, higher uh, you know employee salaries. Uh, that's all well and good, but you and I are going to end up paying for all of it because the only way these places are going to stay in business is if they jack their prices up. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they, obviously, they're not nonprofit. Their goal isn't is to make money. Right. Because I, I just saw City Works Sports Bar and the Block E, former Block E downtown, they've closed now. Blackbird Cafe in South Minneapolis closed now. All these places closed. They're going to have to figure it out sooner or later because we're losing some really, really good, like Sanctuary closed. I loved Sanctuary. I hear Young I Quinlan closed. YQR and Rothschild. <laughs> young Quinlan and Rothschild closed. You're absolutely right. Only only 100 years ago. YQR. Yeah, right. You know, we were talking about that this morning. We were joking around about that this morning. You know, that whole, Say, I was trying to find Donaldson's yesterday. I was downtown, but where? I thought I knew where it was. What happened? Yeah, it... Uh, for the those of you born store, after 1970, these were downtown department stores. <laughs> How about 1870? Yeah. There you go. Um, in downtown Minneapolis, there used to be Dayton's, Donaldson's, J.C. Penney, Powers, and there was one more. What was the other one? Dayton's, Donaldson's, Powers, J.C. Penney. Was there a Montgomery the Ward's downstairs? No, I don't think there was a Ward's downtown. Young Quinlan. I think Young Wasn't Quinlan was in St. Paul, store? though. Quinlan. There was one in Minneapolis. No, there too. was oh, there one was? in Minneapolis okay. for sure. Mm-hmm. There was that, but that was when I was a teenager, so I don't know how long that lasted. But what the hell's the other one? Powers, Pennies, and Sears. No, it wasn't Sears either. I can't remember who Della was. But at one time, I, for one Christmas, I did the co- Christmas commercials for all five of the department stores in downtown <laughs> Minneapolis. Jayton's, Donaldson's. Powers, J.C. Pennies, and there's another one, but I can't remember what the hell it was. Doesn't matter, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, that's uh, life keeps changing and changing. There's no question. Oh, by the way, I do need to make the announcement right up front, just to get past all this whole deal. Yes, Catherine has demanded that we leave the royal family. So Catherine, I will not be part of the royal family anymore. Okay. Isn't it amazing that you bring in an American woman? She tends to. She happens to be mixed race or whatever. That has nothing to do with. But you, you, you try to. And the first thing she does, go. I don't want to be part of this. Yeah, that is awesome. I don't want to be part of your stinky family. Your stinky family. Your lame-ass family. Ick. Who wants to be well, a royal? Well, first she brings in a black guy to Westminster. I mean, at the wedding, you knew it was yeah. just well, a, it's it, going downhill. Wait, well, Woolworths, yeah. Woolworths was definitely one of them, too. No doubt about, uh, no doubt about that. What? Oh, my God. I was a little late to the party and didn't hear a live Walzer commercial, so I thought you fired Doug Sprinthal. Yeah, I noticed that, that we just decided to skip right over that. I know this format's kind of new. We've only been doing it for eight years, but that's okay. I heard it. I heard it. I know what you're saying. Well, we can do one now. No, it's okay. We're going to do one in an hour. I I got nothing to talk about. Well, thanks for well, coming in. It's great that you showed up. I'm glad you came into the uh, to the show today with nothing to add, but you know. But in any case, a lot of a lot of really good things going on. Some really bizarre things going on, but that's just how politics works and government works and all the rest of it. That that whole thing, basically, I've decided in 2020 now to just laugh at everything they do and say. But my one favorite thing that went on now is that uh, Joaquin Phoenix has stated that he's going to wear the exact same tuxedo to every award show this year without washing it in between to help with climate change. Are you kidding me? Oh, he actually said that. He's either a moron or he's seriously. He's either a moron or he's got a great sense of humor. I think he has a great sense of humor because that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, I, I just I love the fact that people think he was serious. Maybe he is that nuts that he, he was might, serious. That's the scary thing, which makes it even he funnier. Might be. But I got to believe that he's pulling everybody's tit and they're falling for it. 
like, come on, man. You really think that's what he wants to do? You're not allowed to say tit. Alex is here. Gross, Dad. Ew. (laughs) Men have tits. What's the problem? It's just one of those words she doesn't like. Well, you know, one of the most famous people of all time, Tits McGee. No, wait a minute. That's not a real person. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, Appearing live at the baby. brass rail, it's Tits McGee. <laughs> Dear brass yeah, rail. It wouldn't, wouldn't be at the brass rail. Oh, it would have been back God. in the 50s and 60s. No, not now. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to see that. Um, <laughs> here we go. You know how every... Okay, so we, we are a princess in England, but no, we don't want to be, so we're just going to drop out of the royal family. Well, now, of course, uh, a Brazilian judge has ordered Netflix to remove a film depicting Jesus Christ. Uh, the first Temptation of Christ released as a Christmas special caused such fury among Brazil's conservative Christians that two million signed a petition calling for its removal, while a group lobbied firebomb- lobbed excuse me, firebombs at the office of the film's creators on Christmas Eve oh, for the BBC. Boy. What was wrong with the movie that they got that upset? I don't know. Uh, in the movie, the first temptation of Christ is the fact that he's gay. Now, did you ever see Christ as a sexual being anyway? No. Not really. Never. There's a no. little bit so about why? it in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, him and Mary Magdalene. They were kind of alluding yeah. to the fact that they might have been having yeah, fun. Yeah, but that was a Broadway play, so yeah. that didn't even count. But Netflix has been ordered to pull a film about gay Jesus. Brazilian judge says freedom of expression is not absolute, which it's not. When you use freedom of expression to harm other people, which a lot of politicians do now, that should not be allowed. It is not absolute. The judge is right. Look, I I just don't understand. I've never, I grew up a Roman Catholic, which is a Christian faith. I never pictured Jesus as a sexual being one way or the other. So why is it necessary now to do that? Speaking of Netflix and the and and our Savior, uh, Sarah and I have been watching just a terrific series called Messiah. It's, it's oh, a little really dark, uh, but the premise is Jesus shows up in Syria in 2019 and uh, stops the shelling of the city and then leads all these people to Palestine, and then he shows up in New Mexico. It's We've watched three of them. It's really quite fascinating. And spoiler alert, he does not have blonde hair. Nah. <laughs> That's what I understand. But there check it out. Go. I'd be curious what you think about it. It's... Uh, you know, it might, I, I think it might be the third of my uh, best movies about the learnings of Christianity. The first two would be Black Jesus and uh, The Life of Brian. <laughs> well, actually, you know, there's a lot of great religious messages in there. I think Life of Brian, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you go, okay, yeah, people in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, like today, probably most of them are complete morons. And same well, we with his followers the... in Compton. I mean, they're they're, they're just normal yep. folks, and they're dopes. Now, this one is a little bit weirder because it's much more supernatural, but it's uh, it's really interesting. I would like to like to get a test done on everybody who's either extremely right or extremely left. You know, the the both both extremes, yep. and just to see how smart these people are. Because I know a lot of people uh, on the far right and the far left claim to be smarter than everyone else. Usually when anybody claims to be smarter than everyone else, uh, one else it means they're a moron. You yeah, know that I mean? would be Only interesting. a moron would claim to be. Wouldn't it? We'll yeah. put Al Gore up against the Westboro Baptist Church and see who comes out in the Boy, what a couple of morons you'd have there. Can you even imagine? Idiots. God. Whatever. Uh, Such as my life is magnificent. Uh, But in any case, moving forward, we just, I I just, I don't understand why it is that this person now, well, Little Mermaid now. Did they do a black cast of Little Mermaid? Just the mermaid is black. Oh, just the mermaid mermaid is? is black. And why? So as as I know. there's black mermaids. Oh, evidently, cool. I, I see. I never knew that either. And God bless them. I'm happy for them. There's no question about it. But but once again, I never looked at a mermaid as a honky. Yeah, she has a white face, but I don't really consider anybody who's a fish from the waist down to be a a, a honky. Well, the point is, is that the Little Mermaid was a very popular story, and yeah. she was white. But if she were black, I would have liked it just She's as much. Danish. Why do I, I care? I just read The Little Mermaid to Fawn and had to change some of the words. Why? 
Did it change the end where she turns into sea foam? She doesn't turn into sea foam. She floats up to the sky, and other kind souls join her and take her. I feel like that might be a revision. Oh. No, this is it's the original Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> it mm. might be a revision. But there's no, it's the yeah. I, I have the very best of Hans Christian Andersen and Fawn's very into it and all of the stories are very dark. But no, like her sisters offer her a knife to plunge into Eric's heart or the prince's heart. It's not Eric and What's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong um, with that? and if she kills if she kills yeah. him, she can become a mermaid again and like when she gets legs, every step feels like a thousand knives in her legs and stuff. Oh, like, mm, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people weren't kind to children back in the old days. No, they were not. It's like, "Listen, kid, the world's a scary horrible place." Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> I just I gave an example. We had a guest on this morning, Jordan Carlos. He'll be in tomorrow, as a matter of fact, on the podcast. I believe he's coming in. Nice guy. Really, really great guy. Found out he's 41 years old. He looks like he's about 27, but he's a very, very uh, funny guy. And while he was on, he was talking about, you know, how I grew up and where I grew up and all that good stuff. And I, and I got, as I was talking about, I got this text message from my sister, Vicky, because today is my father's birthday. Right tomorrow, my brother uh, Tony, or excuse me, Troy, is tomorrow. But my father's birthday is today. So my sister, I love my sister Vicky very much. She sent me a text message that says, "And if this isn't Northside, I don't know what is." Dad would have been 100 today, except for dying 37 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's just kind of a Northside deal. Yeah, well, yeah, he'd be great as on it, except he's dead. That's real nice. Wow. Ah, uh, you know, what the hell. But, yeah, he would have been 100. He would have beat Sid Hartman by about a month and a half, turning 100 years old. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Sidney's going to be a buck on uh, on March 1st, as That's a matter of fact. That's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. It he, is he is starting to sound like it. I will say that. I listen to him every once in a while, and you know, his. I need to tell you. I think his intellect <laughs> is still sharp because his comments about the Vikings and stuff are. And I'm not a football fan, but I mean, he's he's cogent and he knows what's going on. But he just struggles with the speech now, and it is kind of sad. Oh, does he? Yeah. Rich Tice, so I was talking to Cool Papa Bell, but he told me yesterday. <laughs> Uh, you guys don't know who Cool Papa Bell is, do I you? I do, too. No, I do not. No, I you do. I'm, I, I would assume you would. Speaking of which, uh, I saw on Facebook your buddy Chris Domino uh, started a podcast, and, they're, and they're, it's, it's all about baseball, and it's interviews with I mean, his first episode is Stan Musial. It sounds like it's really interesting. Stan Musial? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris is a really good reporter. Chris is a great reporter, as a matter of fact. Mm. And a really good guy. Chris Domino's a very, very nice guy, as a matter of fact. So, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I should, I should reach out and have him on to promote his podcast. That'd yeah, be terrific. I bet he'd totally dig that. Indeed. We'll get it done. No question about it. So, uh, yeah, just a quick uh, last paragraph on that Jesus being gay story. The film's removal is beneficial not only to the Christian community, but to Brazilian society, which is mostly Christian. Uh, the right to freedom of expression is not absolute. Ex- exhibiting the artistic production may cause graver and more irreparable damage than its suspension, he added. The ruling came after President Jair, Jair Bolsonaro's son, Eduardo Bolsonaro, berated the film as garbage in a tweet. The members of Porta dos Fundos do not represent brilliance, uh, Brazilian society, he wrote. His father once said he would rather have a dead son than a gay one. Oh, oh that's boy. nice. Oh, Holy wow. Christ. That's... Okay, they so, lobbed that in at the end. Let's talk to that guy. That's depressing. Let's take a break. Okay, we'll take a break. Be right back with the depressing Doug Sprinthal right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, 
the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment. What would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. There is a house in New Orleans. Come on, sing along. <laughs> we can't sing along without cool delay like you have. <laughs> it's in round. Yeah, that's true. I bet you it is. I bet you that there is a bit of a delay, huh? 2020 is going to be a weird year. Two weird things happened when I walked in here today. What's that? Alex beat me into the studio. Yeah, that's how. And she doesn't have any food. Oh. What? Wow. It's weird. Food. I don't. It's like I'm what in the wrong happened? place. <laughs> I don't know. What happened? I there's. I don't know. I'm hungry. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, rub it in, Doug. That's all I know. Said I wish there were right. food. I got to read you a story, and then I want you guys take on this whole thing. The mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix thing. You know about that? No. Which one? Anyone? Which thing? Do well, tell. Were you talking about the tuxedo? Yeah, the tux- Yep. We just we just talked just about that. We're talking about that. Well, a little bit, mm. not a ton. I just. Do you believe that's true? Did you have a stroke between segments? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> did, I, I don't know that you all answered. Do you think it's true or not? I don't know. Could be. Could not be. It's hard. He's one of those yeah, people whatever. that it's just like. Well, here's the thing. When was the last great joke Joaquin Felix, uh, Phoenix, Felix ever said? Felix. <laughs> I just had one. Well, I mean, he's he not known for sense of humor, thing. right? <laughs> no, but he had that scammy thing that he did for a while when he pretended to be blind or something. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. Okay. He did do something. Yeah, oh, remember? He, I, he pretended he went blind or some damn thing. No, he, was, he wanted to be a rap star. Or, yeah, that was a part of it too. Yeah, yeah. and he what did he pretend he was blind, like the blind rapper or I, something like that? I maybe I yeah. don't know, but I just uh, that thing is sticking in my head today because it's like people are believing. Here's the problem I had, and I guess the reason I brought it up again because you think that cleaning a tuxedo uh, or, or not cleaning a tuxedo will save the planet. <laughs> do you really do think that's that's the key to the whole deal, right? Small steps, Tom. Small steps. Okay, I uh, I was tipped off by a friend that um, Leonardo DiCaprio, who you know is a big buddy of Greta Thunberg's, mm-hmm. right? And apparently Leonardo DiCaprio's boat uh, rescued a man who had been floating in the ocean for eleven hours because he fell off the cruise ship he was on. Really? I and they're reporting. Know yeah. What? Yeah, they're reporting that Leonardo DiCaprio's boat saved his life. Mm. Right. Now, I'd like to know why Leonardo DiCaprio has a boat when he's Mr. Climate Change. I really need to know that. Oh, what's he doing pouring garbage into the sea? Because a friend of mine looked at what kind of boat it was and said, do you know the mileage that he gets in that boat? And I said, no. And he said, seven gallons to the mile. Yeah, that's about oh, right for those mile? big ones. Seven, seven gallons to the how mile. How far is a nautical mile? <laughs> well, a nautical mile is like 1.1 statute miles. It's just, it's a little bit longer. Oh, well, that's that extra point one makes yeah. all the difference. Well, you, yeah. you, you guys have been on my boat before, and it's, you know, big by yep. some stand. It's only 35 feet long, but that gets one. 
You don't go one mile. You to don't the go gallon. boating to uh, not burn a lot of fuel. Yeah. They're mm. just terrible. Yes. So what I like is it's okay for me to burn seven gallons of gas per mile, uh, but it's not okay for me to clean my tux. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't quite understand well, the world that's, anymore. Well, like we said, we've been talking about this forever. That's the problem with Hollywood. It's yeah, do it as is. I say, not as I do. So it's pretty hard to take people seriously when they're just constantly flapping their gums and doing yeah. other things. Well, that's true. Yeah. How about Elon Musk's girlfriend? Did you see what she did? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Elon Musk has a girlfriend, and she—I don't know—she looks desperate. Uh, but he's always looked desperate. Her name is Claire Grimes Boucher, or Boucher. Nice. Uh, she strongly hinted that she's pregnant uh, uh, on Wednesday, yesterday. She's a Canadian singer. She's been dating Elon Musk since 2018. She looks a lot younger than him, but I don't know. I have Shocking. No, I don't know if that's true or not. But to show the world that she indeed is pregnant, she uh, took a naked picture and posted it on, on Instagram, apparently. Mm. Well, that's what people do. You need a little yeah. attention, do you there, Claire? Yeah, I think she does. Well, she's dating Elon Musk. I mean, are we expecting her to be a sane, normal human being? That's a good point. Uh, If she is indeed pregnant, this would be her first child and Musk's sixth. The Tesla CEO has five sons, twins, and triplets. I didn't know that. He has six children. I didn't either. Well, he said, your dad just said triplets. Triplets, twins and triplets. Twins and triplets. Yes. It's probably uh, those... Hormones. Yeah. Here's what I love about our politicians. Oh my God, politicians in this country are making me puke on a daily basis. You know who the first person was to reach out and congratulate her? Mm-mm. Democratic White House hopeful Andrew Yang. <laughs> like, oh my God, these people will do anything for money, won't they? Uh, maybe yeah. Andrew Yang. Well, I and think Elon Andrew's got. He's got a couple of nickels to rub together, from what I understand. He's yeah. done pretty well. Yep, yep, I think they all have done very, very well. I do love the fact that most people running for uh, for president now are very deep into the millions and some into the billions. Mm-hmm. It's I interesting. Think, I think on the Democratic side, I think Mayor Pete's the only one that isn't a millionaire, right? That's correct, yep, that's I mean, exactly right. Amy Klobuchar, I mean, she's, she's not, like, wealthy, wealthy, but I think she's a... Couple she's, of million. Uh, yep. Yeah. I think that's right. I, um... I don't know. We'll we'll see what the deal is. But I, I just, I thought, I don't think I would be all that hopped up if Catherine, you know, I'm going to tell everybody that I'm pregnant by posing nude on on Instagram. I didn't know Instagram allowed that, by the way. They allowed, oh. nudity, they allowed nudity? I don't on? think they had yes. Instagram 32 years ago. Oh, 33 now. Three. Sorry, 33. They yeah. don't, it depends on... The account, like personal accounts, no, they don't allow nudity. But if you have a business account, like there are like birth photographer accounts and stuff like that. Oh, that, yeah. But they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a thing that says, you know, like, it's like specific content or whatever, and you have to push OK to view the picture. But like, oh, I, have yeah, a, okay. I have a friend that was posting pictures of her daughter in her diaper, and they kept getting flagged and taken down by Instagram. Oh, really? The kid in a diaper. So, yeah, I'm sure the post is not. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I love the world. I just love the way the world's headed right now. Uh, I'll start at the bottom. There are three comments on the Elon Musk and Claire pregnancy thing. Troll Road says, being good at physics does not necessarily mean being smart in bed. Uh, No Left Turn says, he has a really weird taste in women. But my favorite is, you ready? Woke Progressive Democrat. And I'm not making that up. That's an actual uh, moniker. Uh. Woke Progressive Democrat. Russian troll. And I, you ready? Mm -hmm. Woke Progressive Democrat says... More white privilege causing irreversible harm on the planet with their breeding. No, oh <laughs> my that God. might be satire. Boy. Oh, I don't onion? think so. <laughs> nah, anybody who calls himself woke progressive Democrat, you better have a great sense of humor, I'll tell you that. I can't stand that term woke. I just want to throat punch oh, people who it. say it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I hate it. I'm woke. Oh, are you woke? I just, are you down with the homies, too? I just Googled Elon Musk, and his la- his latest tweet is, I put the art in fart. 
<laughs> no. Okay. Yep. Okay. Was well, he hacked? So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, was there he hacked? He's apparently go. still smoking weed again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Great. And it has 213,000 likes. What, the Ooh. fart comment? Yep. Yeah, I put the art in fart. Yep. 213,000 people said, that's great. Twitter hey. is the worst place on earth. Oh, don't. Under- it comments really is. Are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The the whole thing is just I don't really understand any of it. Do you think anybody ever tells the truth any longer? Is is the truth even part of the equation anymore? No. Oh, I don't really think it is. I don't think it is. Wait, he's dating Not on social Grimes? Media. Yeah. What? He's dating he's dating that Grimes woman. What? Who's what is, what is his obsession with farts all of a sudden? Because then he tweeted. Oh, farts? Well, he goes, please put invented car fart on my gravestone. This is my only request. And he's got a, a, a headstone. It says, Eli Musk, 1971 to forever, invented car fart. Mm, I don't get it. I don't either. He's must, obs- there must be some inside joke. That we must be. But yeah. I guess. Weird. He put the yeah, art so, and fart. So who's Grimes? Who's Grimes, Alex? She's a singer, and she's a year older than me. And he's how old? And how old is well, he? He's probably only, what, 45? He is 48. 48. 45. It's a bit of a spread, but it's not, like, yeah, super creepy. I'm like, what if Dan were almost 50? Yeah. Weird. You don't like 50-year-old men, is what you're saying? <laughs> Fine. Get out. Get out. <laughs> what you're saying? be very strange. No, on the up. Upside of things, uh, Notorious RBG is now cancer-free, which is wonderful news Aww. for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. How Good. is that Good. possible? I know. I don't know. She's a she's a tough one, man. She, for a, funny, she's as big as a pop can, but man, she's tough. Did you ever <laughs> see that documentary? No, I, I want to see that, that documentary. I do too, RBG. Yeah. It's actually very good, and it um, gives you. It gave me a lot more perspective on her life and yeah. respect for her. I mean, I I've always thought that she was well. A I one force of my, to be reckoned with, but one of my was, friends, it, really, it was good. One of my friends saw it, and it's like she's missed like she missed like one day of work yeah. ever in her life or something. Like she just and she does really? so much for so many people, and yeah, it's like there's so much about her that people don't even realize interestingly enough she and brett kavanaugh become tight as tigers yeah yeah they are they're good friends mm-hmm. um andy and alex do you remember seeing her chair in the supreme court uh, room i do although the one with the booster seats the one with the booster seat. it had a <laughs> yeah. booster seat in it i'm <laughs> not she's kidding you so tiny. <laughs> she's very tiny she her chair the back of her chair is about Four feet higher than the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> because they have to jack her up so much that you can see over the desk. It's pretty goddamn wow. cool. Now, it, it, if you've never been in the Supreme Court room, it is, it's pretty amazing being standing in the room when so many important things have been decided. You know? And all summer long, when no, nobody's working in Washington, you can go tour everything. Yeah, nobody's working at all, so that's good. Yeah, they don't work. That's a wonderful thing. You can have dinner with the Navy in the uh, west, west Wing of the White House if you wanted to do that, because they're still there all the time. But, yeah, that uh, I tell you what, if you've never toured Washington, D.C., you want to go do that, because it's pretty spectacular. It really is. That tour is amazing. A lot of history going on. I, we never made it to the Smithsonian, which I regret. Yeah, we did not. No, next time around. We'll I think it. you can spend a whole week going to the museums. There's so many of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Saddest part of it for me was the Vietnam War uh, Memorial. That was very, very yeah. sad. I, saw, I, I didn't look. I didn't look at. I didn't even search, and I found four <laughs> names of people that I knew. I mm. couldn't even look at it. Yeah, I, I took one look at it and started to cry. It was terrible. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. Like I, can't I couldn't. Tell those people. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to go to the Holocaust Museum. I, it was Sarah and I were there ten years ago, and oh, I stood out in front for about ten oh. minutes, going, "Yeah, I don't. I don't." You know, no, we piles went of little to, kids and stuff. No, I yeah, can't. Yeah, we went to Dachau, and that was bad enough. Because they didn't yeah. actually ever, they had gas chambers and stuff, but they never used them. And so it wasn't nearly as bad as... The, like, really? Yeah. What are they, just be careful, get back know. in line or you'll go know. in the chamber? Yeah, they had them, but they never used them for anybody for wow. some reason at oh. Dachau. I mean, plenty of, plenty of people died and people were treated horribly, but it's not like as bad as... 
Auschwitz or didn't something most like that. of them at that one didn't they die of like starvation? Yeah, starvation. Or yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is a awful. horrible yeah, way to go. Too. Yes, it is. But yeah, they weren't lining up tons of children to just. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> Nope. Dougie? Yes? One thing you're going to be very happy to hear is when you do go into the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., you will walk into a caboose, a rail car, and you walk in and you go, what is that odd odor? My God. That's so and you look over and there's a gigantic pile of little kids' shoes. Uh, I've seen that, the, that oh. picture. And then the, oh, you know, the thousands oh. of red wedding rings and all that sort of stuff. It's yep, just, yep. That's, I think there's I mean, a. I, I know enough about the history. I just, I don't, and I'm yeah. kind of sensitive. I just, I, I'm sensitive. Okay. I watched the movie. Well, Boy it's a good thing <laughs> to bring kids with too. Yeah. I watched yeah. the movie Boy in the Striped Pajamas, and I haven't been the mm. same no, since. Yeah. Just not. Yeah, nope. Two of our kids went oh, with, uh, I think, junior high and field trips there, and they both went to the Holocaust Museum and, and did a oh, lot of stuff. Man. They went to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and watched the Changing the Guard yep. and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. They really learned a lot about that. We will take a break. Be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Is this the opening music for Friends? I don't even know what it is. No, this is Roxette. Oh, I'm kind Roxette. of in an 80s mood. I really am. Well, ladies and gentlemen, is Judy ready to go? She is ready to go. Uh, can you Indeed. turn up the volume? Yeah. Yes, can we turn up the volume? That would be wonderful. We will get it to... Is that better, Judy? Uh, no. <laughs> I haven't touched anything. Yeah, he... Oh, you haven't touched yet? We have new equipment, so it's constantly adjusting, but... You okay. Know, we are... <laughs> we're a weld oil machine. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let me know when we're ready to go, Andy. Should All be right. okay. How, how is that, Judy? Judy, can you hear me better now? Uh, teeny bit better. Um, I'll concentrate very hard. <laughs> How about if I do this, Judy? Oh, that's Judy better. Foreman is with us. Now we're talking. <laughs> what do you think, Maybe Judy? Maybe not. <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll talk a Maybe little louder, but not you that. Wanna, you want to talk good. to Darth Vader? <laughs> Judy okay. Foreman being interviewed by Darth Vader. That'd be good. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Exercise is medicine, how physical activity boosts health and slows aging. Judy Foreman, our very special guest, aging despite its dismal reputation is actually one of the great mysteries of the universe. I'm going to leave it right there and just listen to you, Judy, because I love this idea. And then toward the end, i got to tell you something I decided to do, and today will be the first day of doing that, okay? <laughs> the first day of the rest of your life, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you want to talk aging? Sure, or, absolutely. Or not. <laughs> Or not, um, yes. Trying not to, desperately. Well, the, one of the, I found out a lot of interesting things in the course of uh, researching this book, but one of them 
is that even though we think of aging as inevitable and, you know, we watch ourselves and our friends and our parents sort of slowly deteriorating, um, to a biologist, aging is actually one of the big mysteries of the universe, in part because aging does not seem to be inevitable. There are some creatures, granted a little lower down on the evolutionary ladder than the rest of us, but that, that don't seem to age at all. Um, in terms of mathematics, you could put it that like sea urchins and sea anemones and freshwater hydra, um, they have the same risk of dying at age one, one year, one month, whatever, as 1,000. Whereas with us, the risk goes up, although not exactly linearly, with the more years that we live. So aging is not exactly inevitable. In fact, there are scientists who believe aging is actually an accident an accidental byproduct of living past reproduction, which makes you think, why do we age? Yeah. Or more yeah, why precisely, do why do some species live after the age of reproduction? And we humans do, but so do whales, and so do elephants, and um, several other mammals live way past the age of reproduction. And why do you think that is? Is, is there any, <laughs> any reason for it in your mind? Is there what? Is there any reason for it that you found? Uh, I haven't found it, but I, I researched other people who have found it. Um, and this is a theory, I have to stress. But the main theory is that having older people around, uh, some say especially grandmothers, is of benefit for the whole tribe. From the evolutionary point of view, the whole goal of life is to pass your genes on down through the generations. That keeps your genes... Um, and it turns out when there are grandmothers, uh, they help take care of the children and their children's children. And this is true of whales and elephants. They often, the older matriarchs often remember where there's a watering hole when otherwise the tribe would die in a drought or where there are food supplies. Um, so grandmothers turn out to be really important for keeping that family or that little tribe alive. And I actually saw a version of this, you know, right before my eyes. Um, back in 1993, uh, I was then a reporter for the Boston Globe, and I went out to New Mexico to see what was going on with what was mistakenly called the Navajo flu. Lots of people from the Navajo Nation were coming down with a horrible kind of pneumonia, and it was lethal. Uh, not in every case, but in many cases. And what happened was interesting because the doctors from New Mexico and from the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, um, they put their heads together and they had the very good sense to talk to the Navajo elders. And it turns out that twice before in the same century, the elders had noticed um, a big increase in rainfall and a subsequent big increase in pinon nuts, which led to an increase in the deer mouse population which led to a great increase in deer mouse poop, which became aerosolized, and then people breathed it. So in, that, in essence, this epidemic had some predecessors. And knowing that from the knowledge of the elders allowed the scientists to crack the case much faster than they would have otherwise. Isn't that wonderful, all the research and uh, finding it? So it was called the Navajo flu. It, well, yeah, but that's that, I shouldn't have mentioned that because that's a sort of a pejorative name. It's really the hunt was hunt the Hanta H A N T A Hanta virus. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, but right. it was mistakenly dubbed the Navajo flu uh, because it mostly affected the Navajo, right? Right. That's where it started. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, so you know, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so, as we move along, first of all, the, uh, the oldest. I think woman, the oldest person in the world right now is 117 years. I think I believe she turned 117 on Tuesday, if I remember right. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's the oldest person. She she's a Japanese woman, and she said she would like to live to be about a buck thirty. So <laughs> that would be a new record. So that, that would that'd be. be good. Uh, I, Jean I, Clement, she lived to be 119 or something. No, I I was going to mention her. Yes, she. Um, I used to write, when I wrote my aging column for the Boston Globe, I, I didn't interview her, but I had a, a few columns about her. She didn't even go to the doctor until she was 100, I think. I mean, and at that point, she went because she fell off her bike. 
Um, she, was, <laughs> <laughs> she was amazing. She was totally amazing. And, you know, one of the interesting things that I learned in my reporting is that uh, in this country, too, there is a growing uh, group of what we call centenarians, people who live over the age of, hun- of 100. And now there's an even uh, more interesting group who live over 110. And there's enough of them to show up statistically. Um, really? It's, it seems part of the, the whole message of the book, aside from the big exercise message, the aging message is it, it both genes and the environment, nature and nurture, both contribute to longevity. And these centenarians, there are 27 different genetic profiles that seem to characterize these centenarians. And uh, so they're genetically predisposed to live for a long time, and their numbers are growing. So it's fascinating. I- yeah, my mother's 96, and oh, my father's wow. 93. Yeah. Wow. I mean, neither of them want to make it to 100. <laughs> to <be truthful. laughs> well, that's another it question. <laughs> it could happen. Yes, yeah. that's another area. Judy, I have a question for you. Um, I, I, the, the life expectancy of the average American actually went down this year. Yeah. Uh, a little tick. Do you think that's because... Uh, my question is, and, and you know, uh, this is just out of my own brain about myself, that unless I have something to achieve, I have a really hard time with that. Do you think a lot of people get to the age of, you know, 75 or 80 or whatever it is, and they have nothing left to achieve? Do you think that affects them mentally and therefore physically as well? Uh, that's a great question. I have absolutely zero data on that subjectively, <laughs> okay, well, yes. subjectively, that makes a lot of sense. But to yeah. put in a more scientific context, over you know a long time worldwide, life expectancy at birth has been going up. It's now eighty-one point one years for women and for men seventy-six point one, and that's mm-hmm. mainly that's not attributed to med- medical magic. It's really attributable to a safer environment overall which means better sanitation, better refrigeration, vaccines for babies and all that. But your point is absolutely right. In the last couple of years, um, life expectancy has been going down, and people, scientists attribute that to uh, what they call diseases of despair, including opioid addiction, suicides, you know, alcoholism, Mm. those things. And that could be related to to your point, that people find a lack of meaning, but statistically it translates into these medical things. You know, it's so amazing about that, Judy, is I'm just at the point in my life now. I just I just signed an extension. I do a morning talk show as well, and I just signed an extension there for several more years, and I'm already thinking, well, when that ends, I'll probably leave radio, but then what am I going to do? I'm already thinking about that eight years from now. Oh, no, I weird? know. I just finished uh, a new book, and I think, well, when that gets published, I'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know what I'm talking about. You know, I, I do. You've got to keep moving, I think. I'm, I'm a year, a f- couple years be- behind you, Tom, but not if I stand on my tiptoes, I can see retirement. And the best advice that I've got recently is don't retire from something. You have to retire to something. That, yeah. Again, I, I don't have, that's not what this book is about, but it makes, it makes total sense. If you want to link um, the conversation a little bit back to exercise, one of the things that exercise, two of the main things that exercise does is it, it acts on the brain. I have a whole chapter on cognition, which is, you know, thinking and planning and all that kind of intellectual stuff, and then mood. And exercise through a chemical that uh, some people playfully call miracle Grow. it's actually a chemical that the brain makes called BDNF, which stands for Brain-Derived Neurotrophic Factor. When we exercise, the brain pumps out more and more of this chemical, and the chemical goes to the part of the brain called the hippocampus, and that it clearly um, makes the hippocampus grow, and it's been correlated with uh, much less risk of Alzheimer's and slower progression if you already have Alzheimer's, and also significantly better mood. It helps slow down or reduce the risk of depression, and it also acts in many cases as well as medication for depression. So in terms of, you know, happiness in life and and purpose in life, it hasn't been linked to purpose in life, but it has been linked to more happiness and better cognition, all of which do help a person's mood as life Mm -hmm. goes on. 
Yeah, exercising has become, when I was a child, um, exercise was not a big deal in my neighborhood. Believe me, I never saw, you know, I saw women out for walks, but I never saw men exercising or, or, or doing any of those things. It became a big deal pretty much in the, I would say, the late 60s or early 70s and kind of stayed with us. But I think that is a big part of it, uh, what, I, what I like to focus on now. Matter of fact, today, by coincidence, Judy, I'm, I am going to receive some instruction because I decided for the first time in my life, uh, the farthest I've ever run is 10 miles, but I've decided I want to eventually run a marathon. That's so I'm great. following exactly what, what you're talking about, Judy, is exactly what's been in my brain right now anyway. Good. Wonderful. Well, you know, New Year's resolutions tend to be, my, the timing of my book, uh, through no fault of my own, is just ends up being perfect, because people yeah, do make New yeah. Year's resolutions in January. But you're completely right, and, you know, if you look around at people you know, chances are the ones who exercise will strike you as having, you know, more joy in life and more aliveness to them, general happiness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sharper. Alex, our daughter's yeah. on the show. Yeah, huh? Alex is our daughter. Catherine, my wife, is on the show with us. Our son Andy and our daughter Alex and our daughter Alex exercise. How many days a week do you exercise, Alex? To shoot for five. Yeah, five. She's got two little kids, a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old, and she tries to get five days of exercise in. I think that's what she's what thirty years. Well, you'll be thirty-one in just a couple of weeks. Sure will. But exercise. Well, chase, chasing after kids counts as exercise. You'll be glad. To. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Definitely, it definitely does. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you if if you've had a chance to actually read the book, but there's a, a chapter, chapter three, called "Sitting Kills." I mean, it's not just that we need to go to the gym or, or take walks, although those right. things are great. It's not sitting that turns out to be a huge thing. Um, sitting is on a par with smoking. People call it, you know, sitting is the new smoking. It's, and, it, you know, it affects your heart function and your nerve, neurodegenerative problems. It's, and it really raises the risk significantly for diabetes, just sitting too many hours a day. So just getting, getting up and chasing small children around the house, that, that's great. You know what I really love about your book, Exercise is Medicine, How Physical Activity Boosts Health and Slows Aging, Judy Foreman, our special guest, is that it's very positive. It's not this miracle thing that's going to happen overnight, or it's not this, oh, my, this is going to be horrible, but do it anyway. It's just a very positive, it's a very positive viewpoint in your book, and I really like that. Oh, well, that's, that's great to hear. Um, you know, for me, personally, exercise is often the, the best you know, half an hour or whatever of my day. In addition mm-hmm. to all the physical effects, you kind of get this smug virtue or, you know, aren't I a good person feeling from it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's worth something, too, although I have no data on that. But subjectively, well, it all that, works out that's really end. true. What and I would like message, to do as I go one, along. Oh, yeah. One message for your listeners. Um, you know, more exercise in general is better than less, but anything is better than nothing. See, I mean, it's great that you're going to yep. go run a marathon, yep. and I totally applaud that. Um, in fact, older people are the biggest, uh, the, the in- increasingly largest seg- segment of the running population, the running world. Yep. Um, yep. Really? It, it, yep. That surprised me when I learned that. Knees? But just getting off the couch really helps, too. There's no doubt about it. I, if you don't mind, I'm going to reach out to you because I'm going to train uh, the, the Minneapolis-St. Paul Marathon. Twin Cities Marathon is in mid-October, so that's my goal. And if I don't make yeah. that, I'll, I'll have to reschedule. But I would love to stay in touch with you and have you on to talk to you about that. Well, I'll, I'll come and cheer you on, but I'll be at the finish line, so you got to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, you're the best. Thank you for your time today. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful day. Judy Foreman, Exercise is Medicine, How Physical Activity Boosts Health and Slows Aging. Great book. I loved her interview. She was, she was terrific. Yes. She's had a great attitude. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with Hour 2.